Welcome to Roman's Road, the podcast of me, Eddie Roman. This is where we talk about evangelism and apologetics and all kinds of Christian stuff. It is Monday, March 23rd. I am in California and the coronavirus stay-at-home order is in full swing. So I've been working from home, probably as a lot of you have been for about a week. And yesterday I made a trip to the local Costco and it was surprisingly uncrowded and uneventful. You know, I've been seeing all this stuff on Facebook and the news about how these uh, basically riots over toilet paper are taking place. Um, I didn't experience that at all. It was actually uh, pretty nice. Uh, you know, they did not have toilet paper. But since I wasn't there for toilet paper, uh, I was okay. And after Costco, I stopped at a juicing store and... Uh, since food places are still open, uh, who knows what it'll be like tomorrow. But I ended up witnessing to the guy behind the counter from over six feet away. <laughs> and uh, I recorded it. So I'm going to play that in a minute. Uh, he seemed happy to talk to someone since he hadn't been getting many customers. He said he hadn't had many at all the day before. So uh, I was happy to explain the gospel to him. And anyway, we'll be playing that in a minute. But before we get into it, I just need to mention something concerning evangelism during this coronavirus time when many are experiencing fear and hopelessness, a lot of unbelievers around us, um, and believers as well, who are, who are afraid. But specifically when we're talking about explaining the gospel to people, just something really important we need to uh, talk about here. So, you know, there are there's a lot of people, a lot of Christians talking about how open people are to the gospel and how much people are looking for hope and how they're afraid and, and, and things like that. And so, you know, whether you have the opportunity to witness to someone online, I don't even know if I'm going to get another opportunity to talk to anyone face-to-face -face anytime soon. So many people are just inside, people aren't around, you know, people aren't comfortable talking to you right now. And, and I'm not sure I'm comfortable talking to people up close either right now. You know, the, the coronavirus is still a very unknown thing. And so whether this is something you do online or, you know, through a mask with gloves on, which would be interesting, but uh, wh whatever the case, however you witness to someone, you must remember this. People do not primarily need to be saved from fear and hopelessness. Scared, hopeless people have the same need as hopeful, brave people who aren't afraid. People need to be saved from hell because they are sinners. They need to be saved from their sin and the consequences of their sin. Never forget that. Why did Jesus come? According to Matthew one twenty one, he came to save his people from their sin. And then in 1 Timothy one fifteen, it is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Jesus saves from sin. So when you preach or explain the gospel to someone, you need to remember that. You must mention the fact that they're sinners in need of a Savior. They need to understand that. You know, can Christ save a person from fear and from a feeling of not having any hope? Well, sure. That would be a result of salvation. That's a benefit of salvation. But that's not the main reason. That's not the purpose the main purpose that Jesus came to save, that, that's not the main reason. It's a byproduct. It's, it's, it's important. But people need to be rescued from the hell they deserve for being the sinners that they are. And if you don't address that as you preach the gospel, you know, you run the risk of creating 
a false convert. That would be someone who believes they're saved, but they've never actually had their sin dealt with. You know, a person who prays to Jesus or claims to believe in Jesus, who has never had their sin forgiven, they've never had their sin dealt with, someone who has never shown the fruit of repentance, well, that person's not a follower of Christ. You know, if you simply tell someone that Jesus loves them and that God can help them to feel better and and you tell them all the good things that accompany the Christian life, well, well, sure, that stuff's important. But if you leave out their need for a savior, you're doing that person a, a very big disservice and you're setting them up for failure. People need to be saved from their sin. That's why we take people through the commandments to show them their sin because they need a savior. You know, if people are thinking about their mortality right now as a result of the current situation, and and maybe they're more open than ever before to actually listening to you and to consider what the Bible has to say, well, that's great. That's absolutely wonderful. Just make sure you explain their need for a Savior. The world situation has changed. The gospel has not. Never forget that, my friend. Never forget that. Jesus came to save people from their sin. Right? That's the issue here. It's very easy for us to want to make people feel better, and that's important. I like to feel better. I absolutely do. But if a person's sin is not forgiven, if they're not trusting in Christ for salvation as a result of their sin, to them, Jesus may be no different than a good luck charm or a statue of Buddha or whatever it is they might be praying to or trusting in to make them feel better. Feelings are not the issue. Sin is the issue. Jesus came to save people from their sin. So anyway, with that being said, on to yesterday's conversation. So there I am. I'm ordering a juice because healthy drinks are actually more important right now than a year's supply of toilet paper. Anyway, here we go. I will have a medium detoxifier. Of course, I'm going to order the detoxifier because the virus might be in me. What's that? You want ice in it? Uh, no, thanks. All right. So I have in my pocket in this little uh, juice store, I have it's two things. One is the Living Waters movie gift card, which is basically a, a little business card that, you know, on one side it, it says movie gift card, and the other side it's a website where people can watch videos that we've created at Living Waters that basically all of them explain the gospel. And so this is a really, you know, neat thing to to give out, give them out all the time. But yeah, especially in a time when people are going to be home watching TV, glued to their computer, to their phone all the time, this is a really good thing to give them. And if you don't actually, if you're not going to give them a card, you can go to livingwaters.com and we have a webpage there where you can find a link to this and you can, you know, get the link, put on your Facebook page or or whatever. And, you know, this is just a a very good resource right now in a time when people are watching everything they can, probably too much, but everything they can on the internet, this is a good thing to direct them to a video. So that's one card I have, the movie gift card. And then the other card I have is just a business card to my church with my church's website on it. We are currently streaming our church services online. And, you know, I always want to give someone a local church they can go to. You know, obviously, if if we're in my area, I'm going to give them my church. So this is just an easy way for them to uh, get plugged into a church if if that's where the Lord takes this whole conversation. So anyway, that's what I'm giving them right here. Do you want to receive? 
Uh, no, and you can keep the change on that. If you're going to give someone a tract in, in food service, whether, whether it be a um, restaurant or, or wherever, give them a tip. Don't be a sting. Give them a tip. Be nice to them. It's not like you're trying to bribe them to believe in what you're about to tell them. Just be nice. Be a nice person. Hey, so uh, these, are, these are free movies you can watch online while you're uh, holed up with nothing to do. Yeah, and also, also on there is my... Uh, the cards of my church, we're, yeah. we're streaming our church services online. So. Yeah, I know a lot of churches are closing down. My manager's church has closed. Yeah? Okay, so I have handed him a track. So at this point, the person, it's, it's kind of the balls in their court. So either they're going to say, uh, thanks, i got to get back to work. Or they might say, no thanks, I hate these stupid Christian things. Uh, or whatever they might say. You don't, you don't know what, what, what you're going to get. But at this point, I have made the effort. I have stepped out in faith. I have handed them a tract. I am or, or these cards. It could be a tract. It'd be a card, your business card to the church, whatever. I have started this conversation and now it's up to him. If this guy was to say, um, get out of here with your stupid junk. Um, I would, I'd leave. I'd say, all right, thanks for the drink. I'll wait over here in my corner. Stay six feet away from me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I have, I have, start the conversation and then where it goes from there is going to be determined by him um with this guy right away he says well yeah your churches are closing down my boss's church just closed down so let's see where it goes from here yeah it's a trip man it's crazy right <laughs> yeah at least two weeks ago i thought it was gonna pass and then now everyone's panicking. Yeah. yeah at least and at least you got a job man that's yeah, great true. i mean for now for today yeah, right yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm so bored at home. I'm like, what do I do? Like, how, how often are people coming in here? I mean, today's been pretty steady. For Saturday, I expected it to be a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, the past few days have been terrible. Last night, I closed. Uh, I saw people, like, maybe once every hour. It's crazy right now. It's just dismal out there. You know? It's like, it's like the whole world is like a Mad Max episode or something. Just like, oh, mentally draining. You know, it's... You know, it's crazy. Like, I've been reading all about how to ward off viruses and, fl and stuff. Yeah. And, like, drinking juice and stuff like that is, like, one of the best things you can do. Yeah, and everyone's running, like, to, to the stores for, like, the cookies and yeah, the TV serious. dinners. Yeah, I noticed that everyone's, like, stocking up on chips and stuff. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> okay, that's actually funny. So, I have a friend who's a, a health trainer. And he posted this thing on, on Facebook that basically it was a picture of... In the grocery store, all the shelves are empty except like the health food section. <laughs> and so he was just making the comment, hey, all my food's here. What, what's the problem? That just to like maybe snacks and movies, you know. It's, yeah. It's at the same time, you can want to get like extra vegetables, stuff like that. Yeah. You got, you got a family and people to... I have my nephew to... and my mom and sister. Okay. Do you live, you live with them? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think one of the hardest things right now is just that feeling of people being alone, you yeah, know. Seriously, yeah. Especially right now. There's a lot of truth to that. First of all, we live in a society where people are just kind of secluded normally, but right now more than ever, people are alone. They're scared. They're they're huddled up. One of my sons put it best. He said, "Man, at the store, every it's like everyone is disaster prepping. They're uh, hoarding all their food. It's it's like as if they're they're just holding themselves up and they're ready just to to be there for a a really long time. And and that's exactly what people are doing. They're scared. Scary. <laughs> I know." Scared. You ever go to a church or? Not often, no. Yeah. Okay. So I just dropped the C word. So 
whenever you're in any witnessing conversation, you got to bring up something spiritual. So I asked him, you ever go to church? You know, so often we, we try to get into some kind of gospel conversation and we're waiting for the person to say something spiritual so we can jump on it. But most time it just doesn't happen. You know, it doesn't happen. So you have to bring it up. You know, I've already handed the guy the, the church business card and now I'm going to start talking about church. He's not going to be too excited about talking about church just because it's not something he ever thinks about. But I am going to just persist. I'm going to be gracious about it. I'm not going to be a jerk, but I'm just going to keep talking about it and uh, attempt to keep this conversation going towards the goal, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do you ever think about God or? Sometimes. But a lot of people are thinking about God right now. Yeah, no, 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 seriously. <laughs> okay, so one thing you're going to notice in this conversation is that I, I laugh a lot. And this guy, a lot of times when I would ask a question, he would get a big, like, kind of a smirk, kind of smile on his face. And it was just kind of funny to me. So I don't think I normally laugh this much when I'm talking to someone, but the guy, the guy himself was just kind of kind of a funny guy, so I was just, you know, he was making me laugh. Do you, you ever think about, like, what happens after you die? And, and if a customer comes in, I'll, I'll, I don't want to oh, yeah. keep you from your work. No, okay. doesn't look like you got any no, work no, right no, now, though. No. All I have is this dish to watch. Yeah. yeah. You, ever, you ever think about, like, God? Or, one day by day. Yeah? yeah? Do you ever think that, like, there's a heaven or a hell or an afterlife? Or... I don't really mind either way. Yeah? Okay, so this is a very common thing that people will say. You know, you ask them about, do you ever think about heaven and hell? You think about what happens after you die. And many, many people will say something along the lines of, you know what? I don't really care about that. I just care about life. I care about being alive now. Sometimes people will even come down on you as a Christian and they'll basically say something like, why are you so worried about the afterlife? Why don't you focus on right here, right now? And in their mind, they kind of see... Christianity is something like these Christians, they only care about what happens after you die. They don't care about making this world a better place right now. And, you know, I have seen some Christians, you know, hippie kind of guys who basically all they ever do is talk about what's going to happen after you die. And, and, you know, they kind of huddle themselves up in a little commune. It's almost like a monk type of thing where, you know, to a lot of people, that's the picture of what a Christian is. It's someone who doesn't care at all. They don't give a rip about this life. And they're just thinking about the afterlife. And so, so sure that exists, but that's definitely not the Bible. That's not like what, what a Christian who's reading through the Bible will get out of what it says. You know, sure. We're supposed to hope in heaven. We're the only ones who have hope in any kind of afterlife that, that has truth behind it. But in addition to that, Christians are told how to live. They're told how to treat others. They're told how to exist within a sinful world. Christians, more than anyone, have a reason, not just based on their own opinion, they have a reason to make this world a better place. Love thy neighbor would be one of the most basic things. So anyway, all that to say, the thought that you don't have to think about the afterlife and it doesn't really matter, um, you know, sometimes with unbelievers, that's just because they're, they're just being honest. They just never think about it. Other times they will kind of have an attitude of, you know, it's wrong to be concerned about what happens after you die. 
because right now is what matters. And, and as a Christian, if you're reading the Bible, you, you would understand that they're both important. The way we handle both of those aspects when we think about both of them are in submission to God's truth and how he would, you know, what ha- he has to say about this life and the one to come. But anyway, with this guy, he just doesn't care. <laughs> and so, uh, he, you know, he's basically communicating that I don't really care about the afterlife. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get him to think about it. Yeah, it's definitely important to, uh, you know, li- live life as best you can. Yeah, exactly. I, heard a, I heard a saying once, a person's not truly ready to live until they're ready to die. Yeah, true. You ever think about that? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. There you go. Okay, very simple little thing to say. A person's not ready to live until they're ready to die, and he agrees. You know? Yeah. So let, me, let me ask you this. Do you consider yourself to be a, a good person? All right. So if you've heard this podcast before, you know where I'm going with this. And so I spent a little bit of time just bringing up spiritual things. And now we are into the gospel, right? He's already showed a, a, some interest in what I'm talking about in, in that, you know, he's, he's agreeing a little bit. Um, and so I'm just going to keep going. And, and until this person, until any person tells me to stop, whether that be in a in a polite way or in a you know angry way or whatever, I'm I'm, I'm not here to make anyone mad. That's not my goal. I, I actually hope that doesn't happen. But I'm going to keep going. I'm I'm going to push and I'm going to preach the gospel. That's what I'm going for here. So if a customer comes in, then I'm I'm going to stop so this guy could do his job. But for right now, I'm just going to keep going. Most of the time, I guess all the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so again, I asked him, do you think you're a good person? And he said, most of the time, and I like choked on my drink because of the the, uh, <laughs> the look on his face. But anyway, so do you think you're a good person? Most of the time is what he said. There's a way you can kind of see how you're doing yeah. based on uh, the Ten Commandments. You ever heard of the Ten Commandments? No, a long time. Okay, a long time, yeah. No, did, no, did, you long go, time. did you go to church when you were a kid or something like that? Uh, not often, but I have very religious, uh, not parents, but grandparents. Okay. Yeah. So you got you got in the family you yeah, got yeah. No, you're, you're I, I was it. baptized Roman Catholic. Okay. I, I was baptized. I just don't. Me practice. me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My last name's Roman. Oh, that's really? how, that's how Roman yeah. Catholic I was. You know the the dad jokes just keep coming. I'm not this guy's dad, but I I just can't help it. So uh, like by looking at the Ten Commandments, you can kind of see how you're doing. So yeah. so let me ask you this: um, How many lies do you think you told in your whole life? I mean a lot. If you ask me the past week, I could answer that better. I'd say one maybe. Okay. But like in, in the course of your entire life, probably, probably a lot. Yeah, probably a lot. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you know, he 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 communicated what a lot of people do when I if if you ask them, have you ever told a lie? People are thinking, well in the last couple days I have it, or in the last week, like as if that matters, you know? And in their mind, maybe they're thinking, well, I used to be a liar, or sure, I've, I've told a lot of lies in my life, but right now is really what, what matters. And so, you know, what I do is, is I try to switch their thinking from currently this situation now, you know, if, if your friend or your boss who you've known for a year, if they were to look at you, what would they think? I want to switch that thinking to, we are now talking about the course of your entire life because God is going to judge our entire life, right? And so people don't really think that way. A lot of people just live in the moment and they don't think of the ramifications of how I've lived my entire life. Have you ever told a lie? 
What do, you, what do you call someone who tells a lot of lies? A lie. Liar. Have you ever stolen anything? Even something small? Like, Unless I was like a kid. Yeah? What, what, what about, uh, you ever download anything illegally off the internet? Yeah. Hey, there you go. No, there you go. That's true. You got me there. What do you call someone who uh, steals things? A thief. thief. So it's interesting here. He's, he's very kind of, you know, fun and, and having a big smile on his face. But whenever he admits that he did something wrong, he gets kind of quiet and he's a little more serious. I can already tell that his conscience is working on him here. Have you ever uh, used God's name in vain? Use God's name in a cut? Yeah. <laughs> that big smile on your face? <laughs> so what, what, my name's Eddie. What's your name? I'd shake your hand. Okay, now I didn't cuss. I just <laughs> beeped out his name. I know some businesses are putting up like a shake uh, or handshake free environment. Huh. That's, that's, but it's good. That's yeah. Good. It's, it's crazy to think that that might actually matter. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a scary thing. Yeah. Have you ever, uh, have you ever looked at a woman with lust? Yeah. Okay. That's another big smile on your face. So you, how old are you? I'm 21. 21. Yes. You, you probably done that a bunch yeah. of times. Just, you know, by the time I was 21, I have no idea how many times I looked at pornography, what, whatever. Okay, so one of the things I try to do with people as I'm taking them through this, I just kind of want them to know that I'm in the same sinking ship they are from the big picture point of view. I'm a sinner too. And the reason I do that is because there have been many times when I'm talking to people and they end up thinking, well, this guy's talking to me. He thinks he's better than me. Or they already have this preconceived notion that Christians are prideful, they're stuck up, they think that the rest of the world are sinners and they're perfect, or some you know false view like that. And so because of that, I just try to level the playing field right away. I just want him to know that I don't think I'm any better than him. I don't think he deserves to go to hell, and I don't, or anything like that. And so because of that, I will bring up the fact that I've sinned in you know whatever way might be relevant that I'm talking about at the moment. So again, we're still on the issue of, of lust right here. You know, Jesus actually said, you know you're not supposed to commit adultery, but I say to you, if you've looked at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery already in your heart, right? God, God looks at our heart. He doesn't just look at what we do. He looks at our motives. And then last question through this little test. Have you ever uh, hated someone or been angry at someone? I mean, we've all been angry at someone. That's true. Don't hold, that's good. At the end of the day, it's another day. Yeah, no, that's good. Another thing Jesus said was, you know you're not supposed to murder anyone, but I say, well, that's good, <laughs> but, I, but I say to you, if you've been angry at someone, you've committed murder already in your heart, right? And that's, again, that's God's standards. And, you know, by looking at the Ten Commandments, we basically can see that all of us fall short, you know? I mean, your, your grandparents who go to church, they're, they're probably, I don't know, may, maybe they're more religious or something like that, but no one including the Pope, including anyone, no one has kept all of God's commandments, right? And so, so I went to Catholic Church too, I don't, I don't anymore, but I, I used to go. And one of the things um, that I learned very clearly as a Catholic is that Jesus died on the cross, right? And so do you, do you remember like why he did that or what that was all about? No, honestly, no, I don't even remember. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you're a Christian, listen to this. I want you to... to understand something. 
here's a young man. He lives in an area which is a, a very, uh, you know, conservative area. And he, he went to church, some kind of church, when he was a kid. And he does not understand the gospel. There have been many times when I've heard Christians say things along the lines of, you know, everyone around here, they've heard the gospel. Or, you know, we need to go to other countries and preach the gospel there because everyone in America, they've already heard it. They know it. They don't need it here. And, and that's a lie. It's an absolute lie. There are people all around you. There are people who you know. There are probably people in your family who do not understand the gospel. Sure, they've heard that Jesus died on the cross. Sure, they've seen the pictures and seen the statues and, and, and they, they, the necklaces, and they understand that Jesus died on a cross. But like this guy right here, they have no idea why or what that means or most importantly, how it applies to them. You need to preach the gospel to the people around you because they don't know it. They do not know it. People are going to hell all around us. You have the answer. You need to explain it to them. Okay. Like, I, I feel like I do, but I can't put it into words. Yeah, okay. So, so what, what I've been doing is showing you how you've broken God's law, right? That's what the Ten Commandments are. That's, that's part of God's law. Yeah. And so you're just like me, you're, you're a lawbreaker when it comes to uh, God's law. And, and so that's, that's our problem. The Bible actually says that because we've broken God's law, and, and, and the, the normal word for that is we've sinned, we're sinners. And because we're sinners, we deserve to be punished, and we don't deserve to go to heaven when we die. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, as a Roman Catholic, that's like basic square no, yeah, one. Yeah. No, right? So... Let me ask you this, does it concern you at all knowing that you're just like me, you're a liar and a thief and a blasphemer and a murderer at heart and an adulterer at heart? Those are five of the Ten Commandments, right? Knowing that you've broken God's law and that from, from His point of view, you're guilty, does that concern you at all? It doesn't, it doesn't. Doesn't, it doesn't. Okay, so why, why doesn't it? Okay, it doesn't, it doesn't. And so... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him a question. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? He just said it does and it doesn't. So that's interesting to me. Some people will say, eh, it doesn't matter. Or some people say, yeah, yeah, that worries me. But he just said it does and it doesn't. So let's see what he means by that. Because at the end of the day, I know that God would rather see good. I can't explain it. It's yeah. just, I, you know what I'm getting yeah, at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? So why? Okay, so that's why it doesn't. Yeah. But why does it? Because I don't like how anyone feels badly about me. You know. Yeah. Well, interesting. So he doesn't like the thought of someone feeling bad about him. So I don't know if he means doesn't like the thought of God feeling bad about him. I kind of think that's what he means, but I'm not. I'm not exactly sure here. So I'm going to, you know, put my own two cents in there. Oh, well, here's what I think. I think the reason it does and it doesn't is for the same reason and that because ultimately God's the one who's going to make the decision. So part of us says, well, that's up to God. There's nothing I can do. And so in that sense, we kind of don't worry about it. But in the other, in the other, the same way we think, well, God's going to do what he's going to do. And 
God doesn't seem like someone who lies or someone who, who says things without meaning it. So I'm glad that it at least concerns you a little yeah. bit because that means you still have a conscience. Yeah. You know, realistically, it should concern all of us yeah. that because we've broken God's law, we're guilty and we deserve to go to hell. Not because God is mean, not because his Bible's too strict, it's because it's we deserve it. We're like criminals, yeah. right? So, so I asked you a minute ago what you think about what Jesus Christ dying on the cross was. So, so I'm going to explain that, how it matters to all this. Because it's basically the, the key, all right? I'll let you get back to, to work there. And customers walk in. <laughs> okay, so I'm now at the point where this guy is set up. He, he now understands why he needs the gospel. Now, I'm laughing just because, you know, it's, it's a... It's a, it's a diversion here, you know, and, and I don't know if, if, if this is from Satan or this is just a hungry person who wants something to eat, juice, whatever the fact is, we are right at the point where <laughs> I'm about to preach the gospel and a customer walks in the door. So what I'm not going to do is keep talking to this guy while he's got to do his job. That would be awkward. That would be, you know, wrong because the guy's there to work, you know, and, I, and I'm not there to, to jam him up. And so I'm just going to wait. So this actually for me was way more awkward because basically I said, well, go back to do your job. And then so now he, he's, give, he's given me the juice by this time. And so now um, I'm, I'm sitting there and, you know, I'm, I'm drinking the juice. I'm looking at a little magazine that's on the, on the table there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting. So, I, I don't know, I probably waited, uh, it was like 10 minutes or so for, for this guy to make this other customer the juice. So, anyway, so I'm looking in this little uh, magazine. And in the magazine, it's like a local newspaper. And it's showing all these events going on. So, one of them is a circus. And there's like concerts and just all this stuff around here. And so, I'm looking at this magazine. And so, when he finally finishes with the customer... And the customer's leaving. I look back over at him, and this is what I say. Dude, I can't believe everything's closing. What? The circus, everything's closing. Oh, I know. Seriously, everything is right now. So I'll, I'll finish up. I don't want to keep you t too long. Yeah, so you and I are, are lawbreakers from God's point of view. So this was great. He came right back over, and he was just kind of looking at me, and he, and he was he, like he wanted to hear the rest of it. And, and now he just has a very kind of somber look on his face, and he's, and he's listening intently, and that's great. So the mistake a lot of people make is they go right to the good news without explaining the bad news. And like I was saying at the beginning of the program, the temptation right now is for us to go right into the hope and the Jesus can take away your fear. You know, realistically, I would think that there are a lot of people right now who are having a lot of serious mental problems, whether that be depression or fear or, or just, you know, this, this horrible thought that all this bad stuff's happening to them, and it is in a lot of places. And the temptation for us to just rescue people from that and only that without addressing their sin, you know, that, that's a very real easy temptation for Christians to have because we have compassion and we don't like the fact that people are afraid. We don't like the fact that people are depressed. A friend of mine yesterday, I heard he was he was a uh, suicidal, and so I helped another friend 
in what to say to that friend and, and dealing with that. And, and hopefully, you know, hopefully God will rescue that guy from, from that situation. But the point is this, we cannot neglect to tell a person the main issue and that's their sin. And so all up to this point, I have explained to this person why they need a savior. And now we are now getting to the gospel. This is now the remedy. Don't talk about the remedy unless the person understands the problem. Why do they need a savior? It's because of their sin. That's dealt with. So now we're going to the gospel. When Jesus died on the cross, it's like as if a legal transaction was made. You broke God's law. Jesus paid the fine. Okay. When Jesus, when, is that coming back? Okay. So yeah. So basically because of our sin, we're the ones that deserve to be punished. We're the ones that deserve to go to hell. But God loved his children so much that he provided a way to pay for their sin. And so when Jesus died on the cross, he was taking the punishment that you and I deserve. And then he rose from the dead and he uh, defeated death and he, he, he fulfilled all righteousness, right? Okay, so the phone is ringing, but he doesn't care. He's, he wants to listen to this and he's, he's not answering his phone. So, so uh, that's, that's what's known as the gospel. It's the good news. And so that, um, that little movie card I gave you, yeah. those, are, those are movies that talk about this stuff. And then also, if, if, you, you know, if you have time to check out those church services online, you know. So, uh, so, so yeah. But thanks for your time, man. I pre- and, and best wishes for you during all this stuff. All right, you take care. All right. And another customer has just walked in the door. So I gave him a card. I gave him two cards, and now he has the opportunity to explore more. I would, I would love to hear back from this guy. Someday I'd love to see him again at church. I would definitely recognize him. Hopefully he will, he will tune in. But whether he does or not, he now has heard the gospel. He now understands the gospel. Coming from a Catholic background, he would have probably understood it a lot quicker than someone who has never been to church or never understood any kind of thing from the Bible. Catholicism is twisted. It is a false gospel, but there is a whole lot of truth within that system. People understand that Jesus is God. People understand that the Ten Commandments are God's law. People understand a lot of true things. You just will not get the gospel by learning the teachings of the Catholic Church. It's just not there. It's not there at all. And, and if you have questions about that, check out my podcast, you know, a few episodes back when I interview a guy named Mike Gendron. He goes into the differences of Catholicism and, and why evangelical Christians would say Catholicism is a false religion. So if this is the first time you're hearing that and that just totally offended you or you're just wondering why, I, I would say, you know, on this podcast, go to the, sh- the show notes, find the main uh, podcast website, and, and on that website, you can find the different episodes, find the Catholicism one. But anyway, this young man has heard the gospel, and in, in Matthew 28, we're told to go into the, all the world and preach the gospel, and, and that word there where it says go, another way that you can see it said there in the original languages is as you go. As you go. And the idea is, as you go through your life, you preach the gospel. As you're going through your your day, as you're going to the juice place, as you're going to find your nine-year supply of toilet paper or whatever it is you're doing in life, as you go, preach the gospel. So evangelism, it doesn't have to be and is not usually primarily a a once-a-week event you do 
when you're standing on the box or when you're handing out tracks at your normally scheduled programming time of evangelism outreach, you just do it as you go. So I would encourage you to always have tracks or your church business card or something just with you so that when the opportunity arises, you go. And that also is something you can do as the world is freaking out and falling apart. And as this little virus is going nuts, and for all I know, that virus might be living inside me, waiting to strike and take me out, you know, whatever. I don't know how many days I have left, but I do know this. Jesus Christ wants his children to preach the gospel to this lost and dying world. So let's continue to do that. Let's continue to be about our Father's business. And until next time, just go and preach the gospel. God bless you. If you've learned anything from this episode, or if you've enjoyed this podcast in any way, please give it a good review on iTunes. This is the best way for other people to notice Romans Road and give it a listen. The more Christians we have learning about evangelism, and the more evangelism taking place, the more we glorify the Lord. Ray Comfort here. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please take a moment to do so now. On your phone's podcast app, search for Romans Road, and when you find it, hit subscribe. It's free, and by doing so, you'll get all episodes past, present, and future. Then when you're finished, head over to livingwaters.com for a huge collection of evangelism videos, articles, tracks, and resources to help you share the gospel with those around you. That's livingwaters.com. Thanks for listening to Romans Road. If you want to learn how to evangelize, check out my book, Search and Rescue, available at eddyroman.com. On my website, you'll also find videos and other things to encourage you to preach the gospel to your friends and family. That's eddyroman.com. See you next time.